Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm the host of a podcast, another host of another podcast is our producer today. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. That is a, that's a fact. Yeah, that podcast, we got the feed up, the Women Talking Football feed up. We do. Yeah, it's up on uh, Spotify and Apple yeah, now. So go so do that. Yeet. Yeah. I think we should do Google Play, too. Yeah, probably. put that up, too. Okay. So. Yeah, tell me how to help you, I uh, guess. No, I or you can just do it, which I is actually the preferred option. I think I can just do it. I think it's pretty easy. Look at here. you. Tripod guy moving up. Today is, I've been podcast guy for a while, I've been podcast <laughs> guy for almost seven years now. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Ooh, it's 8-2-22. Some numbers are the same. 114 days or until Thanksgiving. Happy 26th birthday to former Maverick great Christoph Porzingis. Episode What's one. he great? Episode 1,426. We're not going to litigate the KP trade. Okay. On today's show, folks... About a year ago, I planted a seed, and today it's time to Watch till. Watch die. <laughs> time, time to time to till the soil. Time to reap what I sowed. Yeah. All those years ago, we're gonna reap. Yeah, you said it's time for us to reap what we sowed when you sent me the stuff, and I was like, I I have nothing to do with this. Revisiting my bold predictions for 2021. How'd I do? Let's find out together. <laughs> and then back half the show, I talked with the head coach of the number one team in 5A Division One, the Longview Lobos, Coach John King, about uh, everything that's going on in his world, including his very athletic daughter and a son that he also has. This is true. We'll talk with that to come here at the back half of the show. All right, let's get into this. So about a year ago, I think it was like August 16th or so. Sure. I... Took a little segment seed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how these, that's how the internet shows are made. Mm-hmm. You get the seeds, and you put them into the ground. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you water them, you do the, the fertilizer thing. You're you a big a gardener, of, you can tell. Put a lot of fertilizer on, I'll say that much. <laughs> a lot of crap. <laughs> water it, and then you wait. And you wait. And then you come back and you revisit them. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to revisit those because a year ago I made some bold predictions for the 2021 football season. And some of them sprouted. The other made, ones are in the burn bin. I made five of them, uh, five high school football predictions mm-hmm. and five college football predictions uh, for the 2021 season. And now 
it's time to head back out to the garden, put on our, our overalls, get out your hoe, get out your, your rake, get out your spade, get out the, the, the It looks in brain for any other gardening word that I know. The growing stuff. Love, you have to have love. The compost. And let's go find out how I did on my 2021 predictions. We're going to start with the high school football ranks. Pickle, what was my first prediction? You predicted that offenses will return to pre-2020, that meant pre-COVID levels of 28-plus points per game, and... Ding! I did it! (laughs) I did it. So, you may remember we did a whole segment about how we thought the pandemic impacted offenses in 2020 Mm -hmm. or in 2020 and maybe 2021 um, or 2020, most certainly that we thought we, we posited the idea that perhaps uh, because teams had fewer practices together and offenses generally need to be in rhythm, that, that, that is a reason that we saw offenses dip below what has been a really pretty steady amount of points for the past five years, around 28 points a game. Sometimes it's like 27.9, other times like 28.3, but it's around 28 points per game. But back in 2020, uh, back in 2020, um, we had uh, a a pretty severe drop all the way down to I believe twenty seven point one points per game, mm-hmm. a full point per game fewer than the year before in twenty nineteen. Well, I'm happy to report that as predicted here on Texas Football Today by yours truly, I have to I have to big myself up because I know what's coming. <laughs> Uh, we did see a rebound, 28.1 yep. points per game, and an offensive rebound back to the normal level. 28.1 points per game is actually more than we saw in 2019. How about uh, that? Wow. By so points. Uh, it is the same amount that we saw in 2016 and 2017. So I think it's fair to say that offense has definitely rebounded from a tough year in 2020. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to put the check, big green check mark right there. Because I want you to remember that gr- big green check mark. Let's humble this man with a. Your next one. There will be no first-time UIL state champions. That is not true. That's not even not 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 just not true. There is a that is what three. It's on the screen. Oh oh oh! Four of them. Guess. Wow. Yeah. Four of them. Katie Pato, South Oak Cliff, Franklin, and Westbrook. Now here's the thing. Okay. I even said in my because I went back and watched this video. Mm -hmm. I even said when I was saying I was like, I, I said. By saying this, I'm kind of going against something that we have in the magazine, which we had, we had Franklin, the number one team in three division two. Right. So I was kind of like hedging my bet and mm-hmm. saying, ah, you know, maybe if Franklin doesn't do it, like maybe maybe Gunner gets some. Right. You know, then that could be right. That's the Bryce one. That, Washington that's, that's the big. That's the big miss. The yeah. big miss is I should have just stuck with Franklin. Katie Pato. I am going to say it's fair to say they were a pretty big surprise. Yes, and I wouldn't say in the back in the latter half of the season they were, but heading into the season when you were making these predictions, yes, I would agree that that was that was a surprise from that point. South Oak Cliff was on our radar, mm-hmm. but I would I would say that they still because of just the history surrounding them mm-hmm. and and all that jazz. I think they are a pretty remarkable story. Oh, yeah, and I think that they're a bit of a surprise. Anyone who's not in that 
like in that program mm-hmm. if they were to say like, oh yeah, there was never a doubt. I think that they're being dishonest. Right. <laughs> and then there's Westbrook. Now Westbrook is is perhaps a bit of a miss only because they were um, they were kind. They had a really good year in 2020. Mm-hmm. They had a really nice year. That was kind of the hop and the skip, and then and then Homer Matlock squad had the big leap in 2021, all the way to a state championship game. Franklin's the big miss there, simply because I went against my my better instincts. Uh, but there were four first-time champs. Uh, a full third of the UIL state champs were there, so uh, that's a big miss for me. What was my next prediction? Oof. A UIL 11-man running back will average 250 rushing yards per game. Now, your boy Ernest Avia from Poteet was close. He was the closest. But no cigar. He was the closest. Uh, he averaged 236.6 point, uh, yards per game. Um, you know, we had we had guys who were more or less on pace, mm-hmm. but it's really what I mean, I hate to say this, but if it's going to happen, because I've made this prediction, I think, three years in a row now, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to stop. Uh, what you really need is you need a guy who is on a kind of bad team, mm-hmm. but puts up big numbers. Because, for example, like the leading rusher in the state last year was Ruben Owens. Uh-huh. But Ruben Owens played 13 games. Right. So his average is like 230, like, and he would play increasingly more difficult games. So you need someone to pop off for 10 weeks like, and not really make right. the playoffs. <laughs> like, uh, like Mark, like uh, like Marquis, uh, Marquis Collins. Uh, Collins, right? Marquis Collins ran for twenty eight hundred yards, yeah. but he played in, in 15 sixteen ga- games, fifteen or yeah. sixteen games. So, um, and actually, you know what? I might have this wrong. Let me check one thing. Well, see, and I was going to suggest and say, hey, I think that you should make this again because take Dalton Brooks for example. He's not going to have to be sharing the snaps with his brother Doug Brooks, right? But he fits that exact same mold of the likelihood of them playing until the last week of the season is uh, quite high. Right. I, I think that's the thing. And so that's really where, where it runs that into is sense. that you have to have a really. Because average is different than just. Correct. A great running It's a back. really <laughs> remarkable, like it takes a, like a genuinely remarkable season. But in the end, uh, I was wrong. Uh, we did not have a, t- a guy run for 250 yards. 236.6 is the best we did with Ernest Avila at Petit. So wrong again. What's my next prediction? Bring. Yeah! He got a green check because this one, Class 5A will beat Class 6A head-to-head, and Class 4A will beat Class 5A head-to-head. This is correct. Mm-hmm. 5A won a series versus 6A, 116-103, and 4A won five, over 5A, 87-65. Yeah, so this is actually a relatively steady trend in Texas high school football. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller classifications tend to beat larger classifications largely because whenever they schedule that, um, you're talking about pretty good smaller schools mm-hmm. playing bigger teams. You do not see Duncanville. Well, actually, this is a bad example. But Duncanville is playing South Oak Cliff in, in week one. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't see Duncanville or a really good 6A team playing uh, a really bad 5A team, yeah. right? Things like that. They would play, you know, <laughs> like they might play Alito, 5A I didn't write. Right, they might you know, play like, a 5A team, but it would be like a long view yes. or someone like that. Yeah. Um, with, with four and four and five A is the same way. Now there is a law of kind of diminishing returns at that point that there is a gap. And generally speaking, I believe four A tends to beat three A as well, and three A beats two A. Generally speaking, because at that point you're more or less looking for more size, local teams. Size and depth yeah. too at is that point, just too yeah. different. There's a, li- a little bit of diminishing returns there, but I did get this one right. Five A beat six A head to head, and four A beat five A head to head actually relatively resoundingly as well. So good job, Greg. Let's all remember that time I got something right.
What's the my final high school football prediction for 2021? Uh, the 6A yeah. realignment cutoff will be 2300 or above. You were actually still pretty far off on this one, I 75. would say. Yeah, 75, 75 students 70, is pretty as far, far as off. realignment, that's a pretty big miss. Yeah, I was going to say, if you if you got down to 25, I would have been impressed, but 75 is still a pretty lofty Look, amount. here's, I mean, the bottom line is that I made this prediction back on August 16th, as you can see, more than mm-hmm. two more than 200 episodes ago. Um, and, um, and, and for me, the biggest thing was we didn't have any snapshot numbers in. There were no mm-hmm. snapshot numbers in. So I was kind of just saying, I think that the population of Texas has increased so much that we're going to see a 6A cutoff around 2,300. It obviously hasn't increased that much. Uh, but So the cutoff is at 2225. 20, uh, but uh, alas, I did not get that right. So I went two and three on my high school football predictions. That's, uh, that's, that's poor. Now, they are bold predictions. Job, expert. <laughs> the point is, the point of them is to be bold, and so they were bold. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, and you're following your own foul, which is yeah, commendable. Exactly. So there you go. I'd, <laughs> I went two and three on my on my bold predictions for 2021 high school football. But what about college football? How did I do in the college football ranks? I'm sure I did a lot better. Let's roll out with my college football predictions for 2021. Texas will have a finalist for the Walter Payton, Harlan Hill, and how do you say that one? Gallardi. Gallardi. Oh, yeah. Duh. That's weird. I don't know if I've ever, like, really looked at it typed out. Yeah. (laughs) No, you were wrong. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but here's the thing. I did get two out of three. Mm -hmm. I got two out of three. We had an FCS. So this is the Heisman for FCS Division Two and Division Three, respectively. In FCS, we did have a finalist, Uh, Cam Ward, the 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 quarterback at Incarnate Word, Mm -hmm. was really turned on the Jets last year. Absolutely, he was a Walter Payton Award finalist in the FCS ranks. At Division Three, the Gallardi Trophy, that was uh, Jefferson Fritz, kind of the do-it-all, versatile superstar for UMHB, the eventual national champions. Uh, he was a finalist for the Gallardi Award in Division Three. Nailed that one. Harlan Hill, though, we uh, we came up empty in Division Two, and I think part of it is the Lone Star Conference, which is the you know, where where all of our Division Two teams res- reside. Um, they kind of all beat up on each other. Like Midwestern State, or like Midwestern State won the conference, but like they were left out of the playoff, for example. And then like Angelo State made the playoffs, but they had two losses in conference, uh, and then before they got hot. And so, uh, really, we were kind of without one dominant force in Division Two. And generally speaking, you have to have a really good team uh, to get there. Mary Harden Baylor, obviously, at the Division Three ranks, and then uh, Incarnate Ward had an outstanding offense, which got Cam Ward on the Walter Payton finalist list. But uh, no, I missed this one. Called my shot and came up empty <laughs> there. So uh, unfortunately, uh, that is a miss for me on my first bold college football prediction. What was my second prediction, though? Bring. Hey. You got one. At least one Texas FBS team will win its conference. Well, you had two got of two. them. Uh, Baylor winning the Big 12 and UTSA winning Conference USA. Yeah, and it had been a minute since uh, we had an outright conference champion yeah. in, in Texas. Um, you know, uh, really yeah, Big 12, it was Oklahoma and Oklahoma State running mm-hmm. it for a couple really years there. Pa- uh, passing it back and forth. Uh, conference USA had come, it had been since Houston, I believe, mm-hmm. won the American Athletic Conference. Yeah. But yeah, we had two FBS And Houston almost champions. did it again this yeah. year. <laughs> two, yeah, if it weren't for Cincinnati, they would have done it. Yep. Uh, but Baylor wins the Big 12 and UTSA wins Conference USA. So uh, a big check mark for me. We nailed yeah, it. How Good about job. that? Well done, Greg. Okay. What was our next one? Enough. He got another one. We're on a heater. Two blue checks in a row, and that's because at least one team, one Texas team, will win a national championship. And honestly, for the past however many years, 
this is a pretty safe bet almost yep. with Mary Harden Baylor taking in and winning Division Three there. Yep, I I nailed the Mary Harden Baylor game. Uh, yep. Mary, Mary if you Baylor know, you know. National championship. <laughs> I mean, that was really you could. There were a couple of candidates. Sam Houston, of course, was the defending champions mm-hmm. in in FCS, so they had a shot to get there. Um, I mean, there's we always put A and M on the cover and said they could have at least made the playoffs. They could have been in the mix. Wilder uh, things could have happened. Division, but but really, the 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 safest pick here would have been Mary Harden Baylor oh, Division yeah. Three, and sure enough. They made me look smart. Made me look like I know what I'm talking about. Mary Harden Baylor won the Division Three national championship. And they will have a new head coach this year, they right? Will yes, yeah. Coach Fred uh, retired. So yes, we've got uh, big big doings down there in in, uh, in in at Mary Harden Baylor. But I nailed this one. Always bet on the crew. Fantastic. <laughs> Good job, Greg. All right, what's next? Two more. Bring. Whoa! Gosh darn it, he's gotten three in a row. There will be three new FBS coaches in Texas in 2022, and you hit the nail this on is, the head. This is my best poll. Yeah, you this hit the nail on poll. the head. Uh, as you didn't say at least three. You just no. said there will be three. three. Texas Tech hires Joey McGuire, and then we have the flip-flop here of SMU head coach going to TCU and Sonny Dykes, and then Rhett Lashley coming in from Miami. Now, now here's the thing. Tech, I think we. T- I would need to go back and listen to it, but we tech, called. I think that. we saw the writing on the wall that it was. It might have been a, a tough year for a tough year, or like a, a disappointing year for um, for uh, Matt Wells would mm-hmm. end up him leaving. Well, and especially when we said that him or Dana Holgerson, right. Could it, when they played yeah. in the first week, mm-hmm. they were like, that kind of decides the rest of the year, it feels like, for those two teams. Holgerson? I mean, Holgerson was on the hot seat, but we thought one of those two. Yep. Right? But, and we ended up being wrong. Latrell was the one that I was like, I think that one's going to be yep. The other ones were like Spavital, maybe, if, yep. they, if they were getting a little bit tired of Spavital. Yep. Things, uh, things, you know. They, Which they could might. be a big year for, is a big year for both of those, Latrell and Spav. But then, you know, what ends up happening is uh, Gary Patterson retires. Mm-hmm. You can never really predict that, but Gary Patterson ends up retiring. He, uh, they hire Sonny Dykes, which opens up another spot mm-hmm. uh, with Rhett Lashley getting getting. Yeah, of there, course so. you nail this on the one year that the longest tenured head coach in and Texas by the way, decides to retire. And, and by the way, let's also throw out there that UTEP, I had an op- opportunity with UTEP too, that if they didn't have a break, if they didn't yeah. have the year they did, Dana Dimmel could have been on the hot could seat. Have been, yeah, I don't think uh, he would have gotten done, but it would have been, it would have been up know. for consideration. It would have been, t- been in, in the mix, but, uh, but yeah, how about that? Well, and if they wouldn't have hired Sonny Dykes and would have hired someone else from right. in-state, I yeah. guess that still would have been through. No, because he could have still yep. been at SMU. Absolutely. That's there funny. You Man, exactly you did. Right. So there you go. Three new FBS coaches in Texas in 2022. Uh, the good times just keep on rolling, Pickle. There's nothing that can bring me down, especially not our fifth. <laughs> oh, there we go. Texas A&M will make the college football playoffs. That is very much not true. They finished 8-4 and four and unranked after what felt like high hopes to start off the oh. year. And then... Two weeks in, Haynes King got hurt, and then everything just crumbled. It just all kind of spiraled uh, from there. Yeah, A&M did not make the college but football playoff. But they beat playoff. Alabama. They beat Alabama. <laughs> they beat Alabama. I mean, it, in a lot of ways, I've mentioned this to other people, but it's it's a little bit odd that we're, we're, we're talking about the A&M um, the season in 2021 the way that we are because – this was a year that they were supposed to do big things. They were, they were supposed to be a national title contender. I believe they started the year like ranked number five or number oh, six yeah. or something like that. Well, you obviously had high hopes for the They defense. lose to, let's see if I can get the losses. They lost to both Mississippi schools. They lost to Arkansas and they lost to LSU. Yes, that is um, correct. And, and, and so uh, they go headless eight, LSU they go eight, they go eight and eight and four with a win over Alabama, but they win, they beat Alabama and they have the number one recruiting class in the nation. And so nobody's really talking about what a real 
huge disappointment 2021 was Big because time. there's all these other good things that have happened at A&M. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit odd that uh, that that has that that the other things that they've done and and certainly beating Alabama helps. That but, and then signing what will then yeah. end up being the number one class, exactly. which obviously does not go into effect until next year. But that was a very good. Hey, look, shiny object. Forget yeah, about last year. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think in a lot at a lot of other programs, we'd be talking about what a big disappointment 2021 was. But mm-hmm. at A&M, there's at least enough good things going on that they were able to uh, kind of avoid that conversation, at least for now. But anyway, I did miss that one. So I went three and two on my college football predictions. Mm-hmm. I went two and three on my on my high school football predictions. So you're a college football expert now. I went five That's and five. We're going to have to tell, tell my, Craven. I went five and five on bold predictions. I think that's pretty good. I think that's Sounds pretty, pretty average. Well done, okay. me. <laughs> well, and guess what we're going to do later? <clears throat> we're going to start. We're going to go back to the fields. And we're going to make more grab predictions. Grab another seed. <laughs> grab another segment seed. Just plant those things. Get out the fertilizer. You don't want me playing anything right now. It is hot right. outside. <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Great stuff there, as always, including uh, just released today the uh, 1A and 2A preview edition of Tep and Step. We will have the 3A and 4A preview going up on Friday. And the next Tuesday, the 5A preview and then the Tuesday after that, the 6A preview before we get, and those are for subscribers only. So you go to textfootball.com slash subscribe to get that in your life. I promise you, you are going to want that. Meanwhile, Pickle, let's talk about our friends and athletes to athletes. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? What about location and coaching style? What about financial aid? There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, and much more. This is a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And the best news is that for a limited time, exclusive to Texas Football Today uh, listeners, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to the audience. That's right. Just go to athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell today to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletestoathletes.com athletes.com slash Dave Campbell to get your ultimate guide to understanding college recruiting from our friends at Athletes to Athletes. And now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 
GoVCRNow. Again, that's info at VCRNow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Football season is fast approaching, and with that, we like to catch up with a number of big-time coaches across the state. Uh, one of them, the head coach of the number one team in 5A Division One, the Longview Lobos, our friend John King, talked about what his Lobos got cooking, got an update on both of his children who are outstanding athletes in their own right. Here's our conversation with Longview head coach John King here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention here in San Antonio uh, with the pride of Greg County, the head coach of the <laughs> Longview Lobos, and my close personal friend who doesn't want to curse at me. Not going to on there. It's John King. Um, I saw you last night, and it was the first time I'd seen you since the magazine came out. <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, you gave me a warm hello. Uh, may have had something to do with the rankings in the magazine. <laughs> Uh, we have the Longview Lobos number one. You, you, I can't tell if you're pleased, displeased. I never, I can never read your situation. You are so, you know, it's hard to read what, you know, a lot of four letter <laughs> words, but you know, uh, you know, rankings are what they are. Uh, that's, that's all you're ranking its own potential. Mm-hmm. Production's got to be there, but yeah, we got 40 Letterman back 15 starters. So, uh, yeah, I, I would think we would be rated pretty high in the state of Texas in five, eight, but well, whatever. Number one, I really wish that wasn't the case. You know, I don't mind being in the top ten, but number one's kind of putting a target on us. I'll, I'll be. This is a hundred percent true because I wrote the five A preview. That doesn't mean I'm responsible solely for the rankings. Don't look at so, me like that. Who else would I need to talk to? Matt steps involved. I've already Ishmael talked John- to him. Ishmael Johnson over there. The whole staff. We can just get a powwow together. Okay. Well, but let's get all together so I can get you all at once. <laughs> the rankings <laughs> put together, and I put that out there, and I go. Oh, man, I'm going to wear this from John King, the first <laughs> thing I thought. Cause, but at the same time, I think you guys have some – I think you, even you would have to admit you got some talent on campus. And, and to me, this looks like one of those classic Longview teams that you're going to be good at the places that you usually are when you're good, plus a couple of individual playmakers, guys like Jalen Hale, that maybe set you apart. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we do, we do have some playmakers. You know, Jalen Hale – I consider him a generational talent. He, mm-hmm. he may, if he's not the best, he's one of the best we've ever coached at Longview's receiver position. And, uh, of course, he's a different maker. And, you know, we've got some good young talent, some guys with Division One offers uh, that are underclassmen. But, as I mentioned, having 40 Letterman back and 15 starters, I mean, the nucleus of our football team is there. I mean, we had to play 15 sophomores on the varsity last year. So, you, you know, after playing 13 ball games, you know, their season, they understand the pace of the game, how to practice, what it's going to take to play, and compete at a high level. So, uh, we have a chance to be good. I mean, it, but you know, not, nobody's going to give it to us. You got to go earn it. And that's still the same thing. And, but same as every year, it's going to come down to a crucial ball game or a, you know, just a handful of plays in one of those big ball games that can decide your fate. Well, and, and you've had you've had you've had great teams before that have not won state championships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you've had a great team that won a state championship. And so I think you know as well as anybody that it's 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 not only having the talent, but also playing right at the, playing well at the right mm-hmm. time. And well, here's another four-letter word. Got to get a little luck. A little bit of luck. A little bit did. of luck there. Takes a little bit of everything. You know, it comes back to staying together, staying healthy, you know, and, and you know, there, we've had good teams before that didn't have a good chemistry in the locker room. If you don't have that and they don't want to play for one another, it's not important. It's not a player-led team. You can have problems, you know, and, and sometimes you can have too many person personalities and 
and, and it, it have an adverse effect on your football team. But uh, I think we've got a good locker room. I really do. We've had a great offseason. I've been real proud of the kids, how they've worked. Our summer's been really good. Uh, so uh, we got a good bunch of kids, and, and we've got some young ones coming that are pretty talented too. So uh, I'm excited about the the trajectory of our program and and um, what's what's going to be coming not only this year but down the road. Well, and you know the the good thing for you guys is there's no doubt you'll be tested. You'll be tested <laughs> throughout the season. You you have uh, you you will not walk your way into the playoffs. No. You're going to have to earn it every every single way. And and it strikes me that your schedule is going to challenge you in ways that will get you ready for the six weeks that hopefully will will lead to yeah i mean and that's the plan we're working yeah. off of we're working off the plan trying to be playing you know the last week of the season that's, that's you know that is the plan we're not going to try to just play 10 we want to play 16 so that kind of decides some of the stuff you do like during off season what you did during spring what you're doing now during the summer you know because uh, there has to be breaks in there not only for the kids but for the coaches i mean it just can't be ball 100 percent of the time I and mean, you can burn the kids out and burn teams out and but uh, you know our schedule it's going to be tough. We open up in the THSCA Classic, McKinney Classic against McKinney Boyd. Uh, and then we get Marshall for the 113th time. Uh, go to Tyler Legacy, who is going to be much improved. Uh, and then open up district at Lufkin. First time since 2003 we've been in the district together. Now, we've played about 17 yeah. times since then. Yeah. But we've got to go there, and it's a tough place to play. And they're going to. And the, the other thing about that, you mentioned especially Marshall and Lufkin, they want a piece of you. They would lo- that would it would make their year to take oh, a to no take problem. a hunk out of the number one team in five A D one. You know it's so uh, yeah, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, there's no love lost between those the, those East Texas programs. No. There's a lot of respect, mm-hmm. but for the 48 minutes and whatever it takes after that to decide it, they're going to get after one another pretty good, and yeah. it's going to be a big game for them. You know, but after we travel to Lufkin, we get Lancaster at home. Mm-hmm. We've met them two years in a row in the second round, and it's. They're a good football team, physical, well-coached, you know, and then uh, we get, uh, I think we've got got Forney and then McKinney North who beat us last year, who's going to be a good football team again. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, North Mesquite's back in our district. We've got to go to Tyler, who's going to be another tough matchup, and then end it with West Mesquite at home. And West West Mesquite, we were a 28-all ball game at halftime them last year. Yep. They're going to so be pretty good. Our schedule is not going to be easy, no. and uh, it never really is. But like you said, it tests you for what's coming down the road in, in, uh, you know, in playoff season. All right. So then now let's talk a little bit about um, the athletes in your, in, in your house. Um, uh, let's start with your daughter. Yeah, is the All-American. The All-American. Yeah. I mean, you got some other son. We'll talk about him in a second, but like some <laughs> other kid. But like your daughter is an All-American yeah. uh, and, and is, you know, so, got, so got her pl- talent from her daddy. Let's I was going to say, straight. I was going to say, so the plan's to retire off her, right? <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah, we're going to get us NIL, then I'm going to retire off of that. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That'd be great. No, she, uh, my daughter is a gymnast at Texas Women's University. Mm-hmm. She uh, just compl- completed her second year there. They won the MIC Conference Championship. They won a national championship, and she was All American on me. And she tears her brother's ass up about <laughs> it every time. So she's kind of always. What have played, you done, bro? <laughs> she's played second fiddle. To him, you know, with all the stuff he did in high school. So now she is letting him have it. And, I I, love and look, it. I said, let him have it. Get him. Get him. Get him. All right. And then uh, I, I have to ask you, how's, uh, how's, how's your son feeling? How's, he's how's good. He's he, he, uh, he going through the summer workouts. Everything felt good. They said he's had a good summer. Just had a chance to talk with Coach Fisher and uh, Coach Dickey. And uh, everything they said, you know, was good. He, he's worked his tail off. He's going to be in a three-way battle for the quarterback job. And 
That's part of it. That's the way of the world nowadays. I mean, I don't think that's going to be any different in any Division One school, particularly with the transfer portal and the way they're recruiting. I mean, it's, you're going to have to battle each and every year. So uh, I'm excited. Luckily, both of them made it to coaching school. They came on vacation with mom and daddy again. How about one that? Time. It was a vacation when they were in school. But That just means you're paying. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my daughter, she, uh, you know, they got me in the present suites. I said, baby, we're going to be in the suites. I said, well, I'm coming to stay in the present suites. <laughs> so, anyway, had a good time with them. I hate they had to leave early. All right, and, and finally, we thought we were going to see you at State 7-on-7 seven seven because uh, your, your logos were there at State 7-on-7, seven seven, looked the part, looked good on the hoof, I'll tell you that much. Um, watching them, you weren't there, but we were, we were thinking, because you can't coach at 7-on-7, seven seven, would you, if you could, would you try to one run power in seven on seven? <laughs> Open the game up with yeah, they exactly right. There's no doubt. Yeah, you know. get you some. It work. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Compress they're, they're the leaving form- it open. Compress the formation a little bit. The middle's <laughs> open. That's right. Get those safeties blocked. But yeah, I would love to, <laughs> coach. Well, we hope that uh, you know, we hope that you make us look smart because then we can just see you at AT and T. How about that? That's the plan. We'll make a date. How about that? Right, let's do it. You bet. Thank you, Tip. John King. Head coach of Longview Lobos, understated, boring, always. No fun. Uh, no fun at all. Ever. Always enjoy talking with Coach King. And, uh, yeah, we think their boys have uh, have a little something cooking this year. Uh, as much as he may want to downplay them, but we think they're going to be pretty darn good. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to John King of Longview for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on episode 1,427 Yeah, Texas Football Today.